welcome to the Evil G Podcast, the official podcast of New Year's Hangovers. Oh, I had one. It's, uh, I didn't, because I didn't drink. Oh. <laughs> I never do New Year's. Oh, uh, okay. It is episode 131. I'm Colin, that's Stu. Hello again. It's 2024. And... Uh, Let's continue this. New Year, new me! For God's uh We're going to get that uh, couple of weeks where the gym is an absolute nightmare. Yeah, you are going to get that. But don't worry, after a couple of weeks, you'll be like, ah, back to normal. Oh, I, I. <laughs> we'll give up eventually. There's a re- be people trying to get their fucking uh, oh I didn't mean to sign up for this law. <laughs> you like, can't jog on. There's a reason why my gym does like a hey three months for a reduced price because they know they'll get people um taking that yeah. and then not lasting the three months. So yeah. Yeah. I uh, keep saying that I'm gonna join a gym and I'll keep saying it. Don't know if I'll do anything about it, but I'll keep saying it. So you know, that that counts for something. Oh I you may as well <laughs> pretend that I care about my health. <laughs> you don't have to join a gym. You can just do stuff. I do a lot of walking. So. Exercise other parts except for your thumbs. <laughs> they get plenty of exercise already. They do. So you got massive forearms like Popeye. Yep. Me and Fiona have lots of thumb wars. That's what it is, you see. <laughs> Uh, so we're not going to do that year in review um, no because A it always takes too long and B we already kind of know what our I mean we have gushed so much last year about our favourite games do we need to gush more <laughs> and while there was a lot of good games out last year a fucking shit year for the like people making them it was just Aye, for developers. It's like, it's like fucking hell. Well, um, if you're still getting laid off days before Christmas, know, the ring, you're like, what, what the fuck's going on here? The fuck's that all about? Fucking Embracer, the, like oh. those guys, um, like <laughs> breaking the news to, to Ricky yesterday. He's like, hey, he's like, oh, they're remaking Lord of the Rings. He's like, ah, prepare yourself. The people, uh, the people that own Lord of the Rings do not give a flying fuck about it, and they want money out of it, so... Um, yep. You're going to see um, some shit. You're going to see a lot. But that's the thing, that's where they're probably sinking all their money into. It's like, right, hang on, we've got this big property here, and we know people love it, so to try and get some of our money back, we'll just make a whole bunch of crap, and because it's got Lord of the Rings on it, people will watch it, and it's like, that is not how things work. You know, <laughs> just because you stick something's name on something doesn't mean people will instantly start buying or watching mm. or something it's just it, it'll work for like it'll work for a wee while in the short term ah you'll uh, get that short term burst of people going oh new lord of the rings and then they'll start going wait a minute this is push <laughs> but i'm guessing they're all like we need money now yeah yeah I, they, they are short-term thinking just I, so they put out that golem game and everything which was meant to be pure dung mm. it was in the running for worst game ever except fucking king kong came out <laughs> just that's from those that fucking like 
the best named studio for making those types of games ever, Gamemo. Aye. Uh, <laughs> they started making that shit before they even had the Kong license and then stuck it in there. Just churning well, out. Well, actually, pish. the day before may have taken the crown for everything, though. <laughs> Does that even count as a real game? I don't. See, that's the five years in the making. <laughs> and you're like, fuck off, five years. It's people getting absolutely hyped for. Uh, uh, that's why I always look at if there's, you know, a, a game that's announced and it's like, all here's all the stuff you ever wanted from like a, you know, a live sort of post apocalyptic zombie type game, uh, MMO type thing, and it's got like driving it's got all this stuff and it's uh, yep. like none of the big developers have ever done anything like this or have managed to do anything like this and, and you're like i've never heard of this studio uh i well, think you look at the studio and you go what else have you made oh you made an absolutely terrible dead by daylight ripoff hmm. <laughs> yeah it, it, <laughs> it was like people got so excited for it it's like gone just like Calm down for a second and look at what uh, who's making this, and do yep. you think they're capable of delivering that based on them probably not having a budget? Like, you know, everyone was sort of freaking out recently uh, uh, due to like Sony emails not being leaked, but the, you know, the, the whole a lot of emails, documents with Sony, Microsoft come out over the last year with all that activation ah. stuff, and one of them was like uh, about budgets sitting saying uh you know spider-man 2 costs 300 million to make bef- mm-hmm. before marketing and it's like all well, right you look at a game like spider-man 2 and what it does yeah the, like if that's the level of uh game you're looking at and it's like a small yep. developer or that that small developer is promising that it's probably not gonna happen ah fucking hell it, it- you know, it's things like that. You know the way you, you sometimes hear about these scams people fall for, and you go, Jesus, how can people fall for that? It's probably the same type of people who hear all these promises from this team of five people who are like, oh, we're going to make the greatest fucking video game ever, and they get excited. It's like, how do you believe this? Like, mm. what is going on in your head where you think, yeah, these five people are going to make a game that is the dream game that, you know, fucking no massive developers ever made? Like... I just, I don't understand it. But they released it anyway. I got it. And was it four days after it was released? They're all, I was shutting the studio down. And then a month later, all, we're shutting the servers down. Yeah, the servers oh, are yeah. shut down next month, is it? This month? This month. Very, very soon. Um, but the, the publisher stepped in and they're yeah. they're offering no questions refunds. Yep. yep. They're, they're the I ones, think. they're the ones that got scammed here. Yeah, they really are. And so I know Steam stepped in as well. And like, we don't care what your playtime is on this. If you want a refund, you're getting it. Yeah. Yeah. So have you played anything? Uh, I've been playing the Outlast Trials. Oh. Um. Yeah, I picked that up. It was uh, on the Steam Winter Sale. I've had it on my wish list. Um, uh, it's early access, but I know it's getting finished because it's been dated for the PlayStation. Uh, so it's coming in March, full release. So I, if I know something's coming out full release, I don't mind paying for it early access because I know it's going to be coming out, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, like sometimes you'll buy an early access game, you're like, oh, I don't know if this will get finished. So like, 
Uh, I knew this one was being done. It's been one I've been interested in, and when it comes out, I know it's going up to like £35. So it was on sale for like 15 So I was like, oh, I'll grab it now then. Sure, it's pretty close to release and all. And I like the Outlast games. I really do. Um, I know you wouldn't think they're my type of game because there's not a lot of combat and all the rest of it, but it's yeah. I like that. It's very much like, you know that bit in Resi 8, the dollhouse? Mm. You know yourself, it's like a full game of that. And that was tense as balls. And Outlast was, the first one was tense as balls. The second one was bonkers. I don't know if you ever tried the second one at all. No, I haven't. It was like this mad cult and like this wee village and all. And there was, to this day, I still don't know if it was actually haunted or just my character was going crazy because you start seeing all types of mad shit and all. Um, But so the guys that made this, thought to themselves hey let's make because everyone was always saying oh this would be class playing with your mates whatever so they've they've done like a multiplayer version um unlike a like a type of saw meets fucking i don't know uh some saw meets game shows i guess um (laughs) yeah yeah no it's like saw meets game shows meets quote-unquote therapy so you, you know you're meant to be like this you know, down and out bum on the street, you find this leaflet, oh, do you need help? Come, you know, blah, blah, blah. You get log- signed up and you get thrown into this wee fucking cell and you're like, right, you're coming to try this trial and obviously it's Outlast, so some of the things they have you doing is absolutely fucking Oh, uh, wait, it's Squid Game. You ever seen that? No. Squid One about all the, 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 the wee kids' games, but you got murdered. Yeah, it's basically um, the very similar premise where it's a strange guy giving out invites to the thing, then everyone goes there and they have to compete in these fucked up games to win money. Yeah, but you don't win anything in this. Oh, it's okay. like we're here to help you. This is ther- this is therapy, right? But the therapy involves you like digging your hand into people's chests and finding keys and stuff. So. That's where that's very saw-like. But of course, being Outlast, you're not alone during these trials. So there's like fucking big crazy monsters chasing you around. And you've no... Well, you have a way of sort of... You can't kill them, but you can like throw bricks and maybe try and turn and run for your fucking life. Um, the only thing is, you, they have this feature, which they've never had in the Outlast games before. You can be sprinting, and if you hit the R1 button, you can sort of turn your head to look right around. So you're looking behind you, so you can see if you've, if you've lost the guy or not. Mm. But the problem is, you can then, tri- if you're looking the other way, you can trip and fall over because <laughs> you're not looking where you're going. <laughs> so, in other words, most games, if you like are running and you run into something, your character will just stop dead. If you have your head looking the other way, you will just run into a brick wall and make a whole bunch of noise. So then you're being fucking followed again. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's out. It's more Outlast, and I've been mostly playing it by myself. I've tried a few games in multiplayer with Joe Soaps, but I don't really like playing with Joe Soaps because you either get someone who knows the level like the back of their hand, and they're bum rushing it, and you're not getting a chance to actually kind of figure out what you're doing. Or you get people who literally have no idea what Outlast is, and they're running around thinking they're going to find a gun or something. <laughs> and they're just attracting uh-huh. everything's attention. And you're like, hmm, we're in trouble here. So playing it by myself is kind of the way I've been doing it. But I think it would be fun playing it with your mates and stuff like that. It would be especially fun. This sounds awful, but I would love to play this with some of the guys who don't like horror games. <laughs> I think that would be good fun. <laughs> I think that would be good crack. 
just sending them in first because you know like like the original outlast you know it's all about the night vision and stuff and you'll have to find batteries while you're playing and all keep your battery level up um and of course like i say you have the enemies chasing you around there was one game though where i don't think a guy really understood what was happening in the game um like i say you know yourself you can't really turn voice chat off in pc games which is the only thing that kind of annoys me about playing online um Whereas, you know, PlayStation and Xbox, you can turn voice chat off and you can only hear your friends. Well, this guy was going fucking crazy down the microphone that the uh, the enemy was cheating. <laughs> and eventually one of the other guys was like, what do you mean cheating? He's like, oh, he's clearly hacking. He can see where I am. And the guy's like, what do you mean? Do, do you think that's another player? <laughs> he and thought he was well, playing yeah, Dead by Daylight or some shit. <laughs> yeah, he thought that the enemy was another player. And the boys all no, it's AI. There's no, there's, it's just four of us. It's it's the co-op game. Just and the boys all well, it's it's clearly fucking still doing some way of cheating. How can it see me in the dark? I'm in pitch black here. And the guy literally saw the enemies wearing night vision goggles like us. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it clearly says at the at the start of the level, the boy over that sort of the the the. PA system basically goes, hiding in the dark won't save you here. You must use your wits and all this here. So this guy obviously hangs, oh, I'll just run into the dark. And the guy, I've seen the guy as well. I was like, this guy's clearly wearing night vision goggles. His eyes are fucking massive. <laughs> but no, he was cheating and hacking and everything else. So I was like, right. Uh, I think I'll be playing Outlast by myself maybe for a while. Um, but gameplay's, again, very Outlast, you know, uh, just level-based. As I say, it's like a like a trial system. You know, you have to do this, do that. Like the first mission you do, your whole thing is about executing a snitch and it's an actual person. And you basically mm. have to push him from one side of the level on like a wheelchair to the other side into the electric chair. Of course, there's enemies and shit like that. So you're having to do all that and find keys to open doors and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's tough, but it's 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 really... I'm enjoying it. Like, like I said, it's, I've always enjoyed the Outlast games anyway, so... Even playing it by myself, it's like, yay, more Outlast, just... I do like the idea that if you're playing by yourself, it does lower the amount of objectives. So if you go in with a four-man team, uh, you might have to find four different keys to open the one door. Whereas if you're playing by yourself, it just goes, well, you're by yourself, so one key will open this door. So it sort of at least scales it for the amount of people that are playing the trial. So I like that mm. as well. Oh, anyway, some games, you know, if you try and play a co-op game by yourself... It still goes, ah, fuck you, you need four people, or you're fucked. Yeah. Looking at, looking at you, GTFO, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, you can at least scale it for me by myself, no. But, um, yeah, if, if you're sort of into trying a, a, a horror multiplayer game that you don't have to worry about the fucking killers being dickhead players and stuff, and just crazy AI, I'd give this a go. And like I say, you've you've four classes as well. Forgot about that. Yes. So you've got a healer, uh, a guy who can throw like a flashbangs or smoke bombs. Sorry. So if you're seen, you can drop a smoke bomb and try and Batman out of there. Um, you've a guy who can bash down doors that are locked, and then my guy drops like a stun bomb. So like if there's like multiple people on you, you're like, oh Jesus, there's like two or three of them. You can throw the stun bomb. You only stun them for about like five seconds but that's enough for you to hightail it and try and hide in a locker or something but yeah. just pray that no one sees you get into the locker or they will rip the locker open and beat you to death 
normally why they're completely naked. They the, the enemies love being <laughs> naked on Outlast. Don't know what that's about. I guess it'll scare the shit out of some people. Oh, a big naked fucking skinless man chasing you. Uh, it's it's not a nice sight to see. Like, oh, he's skinless though. It's probably hard to put clothes on if you don't have skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's a pretty cool game. I've been enjoying it. But other than that, I've been playing more um, Vampire Survivors because we got Among Us DLC on that. It's good fun. Just all the crazy wee references the weapons and stuff and among us so more vampire survivors just but apparently that's getting an animated series that'll be a good laugh what the hell is that gonna be <laughs> i have no idea weird but yes vampire survivors is getting an animated series i guess again they went hey you know the way castlevania done it we can do that too because we basically are castlevania <laughs> well we're not but we're a love letter to castlevania yeah. we got sprites from castlevania yeah, they they are a love letter to Castlevania, so it's like uh, if they could do it, we could do it. Hmm. What about yourself? You've been playing anything? Uh, so I picked up Final Fantasy sixteen. Oh right, so it was on sale for hmm. for forty pound. So I think oh, that's that's reasonable. Yeah, it's Christmas. Um, yeah, so I've been playing away at that. Now, I wasn't sort of convinced uh, at the start. So th this is, I wouldn't say vastly different from more Final Fantasy games. I, f I feel like Final Fantasy has sort of been heading this way for a while now towards the, um, you know, throw off any oh, sort of, yeah, so throw off any sort of pretense of being a, uh, quote-unquote jrpg um mm. and this is full-on action game like you you push square and you swing your sword um mm. in real time and there's no you know you're not waiting for a meteor to fill up and then queuing up actions as, as has been um in sort of more recent final fantasy games um so yeah this is like full on action game. Um there's RPG stuff still in there, but I don't know why it's there. It's completely unnecessary. It's like yeah, you it's almost like it doesn't fit right now. <laughs> yeah. Like you level up and it's all like, oh your attack went up by this, your defense went up by that. It's like, I don't care. I, I only uh, have any control over this one character. I'm not building a party. Um mm. so you tell me what these stats are, don't affect anything in the slightest i still have to play this guy i have no say on where the points go when i level up so i don't know why you're telling me any of this but i guess it's just it's final fantasy so you need to have that stuff in there yeah. um keep certain people happy yeah so it it plays very much like uh well I would say it plays kind of like a like a Devil May Cry or Bayonetta. You know, you've got your mm. your melee, um, and you can shoot fireballs or shoot magic as well. Mm. Um, but it's not as it's definitely not as in depth a combat system as those games. Or I was as, gonna say it probably wasn't as uh, uh, 
in depth is the way I put it. I or combo yeah. heavy. I'm guessing. No, no, you're not doing. You know, you're not pulling out like the sort of moves you would in a bayonetta. Um, you've got like a, you know, your basic four combo. You know, four hit string. Uh, with your right. sword, and then you can alternate between uh sword magic sword magic so you're sort of doing that four hit combo but you're doing a blast of magic between each hit Aye. um and then you've got uh so your spells your abilities so you hold r2 and you you'll fire off um your abilities and then you can dodge stuff there's no block or anything there is a parry um mm. But you it, you just use your your normal attack as, as a parry with your sword. You just have to time it so you attack at the same time as the enemy's attacking. Um, oh, okay. And I only ever do that accidentally. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. It's it's going to be one of the parries that happens and you go, oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, time slows down for a second and all and you, you yeah. get to, to wait in. Um, I, I was like, I kept uh, like, early on frustrating myself with it um because i kept trying to do the the you know as i was saying you can do the magic blast between your combo hits and the timing's pretty tight on that and um like the the dodge doesn't feel like as sharp it was like a you need to do the dodge earlier than you think because it's got a wee bit of a wind up um on, all like, right on like a platinum game um but then i, I yeah. like I, I just stopped worrying about that stuff and now i'm really enjoying playing it um it's got like the big boss fights um yeah big set piece boss fights and all are, are pretty fun yeah. to do um and then you've got the uh the icon stuff so all of the uh Classic Final Fantasy summons are in here. Um, but in this world, uh, they actually... There are people who basically turn into them. They're like avatars for them or whatever the fuck. Um, and your guy has uh, Ifrit, the big fire yep. guy thing. Um and there's certain battles where you turn into them and you just basically have big-ass fucking kaiju battles with other ones. Um, <laughs> cool. And, and those are pretty fun. Now, I was worried they start out very cutscene-heavy and quick-time event, and I was like, ah, these are a bit, that's a bit shit. But uh, it, once you get into a bit, it's like, no, here, have full control over this big monster and go fight that other big monster. Um, mm. And that's pretty good. Uh, it does, uh, I find once you get them down to like a quarter of their health left, it will go right now. We're going to take control off, you know, and, and do cool shit that, that you have to watch. Um, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, you could just let me finish the bastard mm -hmm. off so I can be like, I did it. But this, yeah. this ain't a from game. Um, this is no, a Final true. Fantasy game. <laughs> <laughs> they need their cin cinematics in there. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I, I definitely enjoying it. It's a lot better than fifteen. Yep. We'll say that. Yeah, yeah, a lot better than you were expecting as well. I'm guessing. Aye. The um, when, when we first talked about this, we didn't have a lot of thing for it at all. <laughs> no, didn't have a lot of hope for it. 
not the biggest Final Fantasy fan in the first place, but uh, mm. it, it just it did look very sort of oh generic fantasy type stuff. Um, yeah. It is very. I know they were saying like Game of Thrones was a big influence, and yeah, that's very blatantly obvious. Right. Your, your guy is basically Jon Snow, right? And his mother is basically Cersei Lannister. People right. say people curse a lot. <laughs> right? Okay. The, and uh, there are just a lot of bastards. Um, so, like, in the story, like, people, there's magic in this world. Um, mm-hmm. Usually to use magic, you have to use a crystal because it is Final Fantasy. But then there's people called bears who can use magic without a crystal, but they're seen I mean, as... Like, just as, like, a burr? Bearers. Oh, bearers? I thought you, <laughs> I thought you meant they're just called bears, and I was like, <laughs> Bearers. <laughs> bearers, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, so they, they can use magic, uh, but they're seen as basically subhuman, like, it's all other oh, racism and stuff yeah and and they get the people they they brand them with a, a tattoo on their face and uh people treat them like shit uh and you're one of these uh so that's sort of where the story's going is is helping liberate all these bears like they're 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 enslaved and all it's you know it's racism yeah yep yep um or is he got there like uh, a village where it was particularly bad it's like jesus christ you lays it on heavy eh? um but uh yeah playing playing the game's pretty fun there are a lot of cutscenes and a lot of talking it's final fantasy yeah yeah that, that comes with the territory <laughs> start uh, it does does that annoying thing where you know if the game wants to teach you something or show you something it's like stop everything and we're gonna pop this thing up and you read it and i'm like that's uh. Don't do that. Nope. I think that's just Japanese game design, though. Yeah, I, I die. That's hundred percent what that is. <laughs> um, yeah. Just let me learn by doing. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of how most tutorials are these days. From Software doesn't do that. I was about to say, can you imagine From Software games having pop-ups and telling you what to do? You'd be like, eh. Hmm. They're awful. Uh, I'll figure this shit out myself. <clears throat> it, it, well, compared to From Software stuff a lot, it's just, you know, if you're going to make uh, an action game in a medieval setting, you're getting compared to From Software. Yeah, you're not going to get compared to Devil May Cry or Bayonetta for medieval setting. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess the, the action is closer to that, but, um, you know. Uh, I I see that like those types of games sort of the from soft games sort of overtook those types of games. You don't really see many of those anymore. The platinum no, type stuff. You don't? That's cause fucking other people want platinum to do fucking live service games instead now. And they're like, go and let oh, them do what they do that, best. That was Square Enix. Yeah, that was. They did that. Damn. Yeah. Um, so it's thank it's thanks to Square that we don't get games like that anymore. Yeah, but uh, Final Fantasy sixteen is okay. Uh, it's okay. better than okay. It, it's okay. <laughs> I'm enjoying it well enough. 
Mm. Um, I've given up on that uh, that cookie cutter one. Oh, okay. That game go fuck itself. <laughs> oh, Jesus, right? <laughs> it's completely one-eyed on that. It just, just fucking infuriating to play. Like, it looks... Like, I wouldn't change that. It still looks great, but um, early on, it's fine playing it, but when you get into it and it starts getting more difficult and there's more enemies on the screen, yeah. you cannot have... You cannot see what the fuck is going on. Um, I mean, it, it, I, so because it's all hand-drawn sprites, you, you like lose track of your character because the enemies are on top of you and then there's enemies on top of enemies. So timing any sort of, they're all going to attack at once. So timing any parry or dodge or anything is like completely fucked. So there's no collision between. No, no, no. Uh, oh, no, you, that's bad game design. Yeah, it is. Um, and like enemies, uh, if you're attacking enemies, the most in most situations, there's no unless you're using the big abilities. Like your normal attacks, just don't uh, don't interrupt or, or stun or anything, which they ah. probably should do if there's that many on screen and they're all attacking yep. at once. Um, yep. So you find yourself in these situations where you're just getting stunned to fuck. Um, uh, and I even like ju- just to g- give it some sort of context for myself. I downloaded um, Hollow Knight because it's definitely taken a lot of inspiration from Hollow Knight. And, ho- yeah. and this is me being all oh, game too hard, so bad. Hollow Knight's a difficult game. Yes, it is, and I I love Hollow Knight, and I played that for a while, and I was like. Yes, this is how you do it. This is way fucking better. This is, uh, and I was like, ah, you know, I'm dumb with this. I was just uh, like trying to do one specific room where it was just flooding uh, the room with a specific type of enemies. But like I said, they're all like just bunched up on top of each other. Um, and you're trying to juggle them and use the attacks you have to keep them off balance. But they're also able to throw stuff at you. Um, oh, right. like they have ranged attacks and I've noticed as well anything that has a ranged attack it'll wind up right it'll get mm-hmm. it'll be locked into the animation to do the ranged attack you'll dodge in behind it it'll finish his animation but the projectile will shoot out behind it and you're like what uh, what uh, the fuck like the, the game, bad game design <laughs> bad game design um yep. so so yeah it's it's got a wide pile of problems it's that just make oh. it infuriating, which is a shame because it like looks really nice. I don't but... know. See, the collision thing would be a big thing for me, especially that type of game, because hmm. it, otherwise you can just run through enemies as well. And then if you're running through enemies, how do you... I mean, if you've got weapons with certain ranges and stuff, if you've gone slightly too far forward and you're basically on top of an enemy now and you start swinging... Are you poking now behind them and missing? That would right. You see, shit. It's just wee silly things like that yeah. would annoy me. I never found much like that. Like your your standard attack doesn't have a lot of range, and you practically have to be mm. standing on top of them to hit them anyway. Um, right. And the the thing I would always try and do is do the uh, the juggle, pop them up because it stops them from attacking. Because just attacking yeah. them normally won't do it. Um. And I find myself relying on, on one specific weapon then. It was the the very first thing to get the big fist because that knocks them down 
So it'd be knocking guys down, running over, popping them up and juggling them. And they're very spongy enemies as well. I'll add yeah. that. Um, but the problem is, is like in big groups, you do that and you'll hit them all at once, knock them all down. You'll run over and you'll do the juggle, but you'll only grab like a certain number of them. And I mentioned last mm-hmm. time as well, is like they recover like immediately into an attack. Yeah, it, it it's like proper Street Fighter Two fucking re. Uh, you know, <laughs> Ken's gonna go from the ground to a Shuriken type of shit yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, Get that you can't do. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. It was just like I, I'm not playing this anymore. Mm. Um, yeah, go play Hollow Knight instead. Yeah, you should definitely play Guacamole though. I probably should. Uh, there's another Metroidvania that's playing called After Image as well. That that seems pretty good so far. Mm. Um, but it's pretty. It's all very Symphony of the Night that one. Oh yeah, sweet. Um, tell you what, before we move on to the new scene, as it is the new year, is there any particular game this year that you are like very looking forward to trying that's not out yet? Um, Jesus, what's coming out? Um, um, Elden Ring DLC. Does that count? <laughs> yes, it fucking does. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I would. I would definitely uh, like to play that at some point. That February, we think, because of the controllers. Is that what it was? I yeah, February. Uh, Hopefully, that's right. Um. That Prince of Persia game looks all right. Speaking of Metroidvanias, that does look pretty good too. Eh? Um, just the that that's out this month. Also out this month, uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Um, oh yeah, that's right. And Tekken Eight. Oh fuck, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and that's just this month. Fucking hell. Eh. Hmm. Um, what other stuff do we have? Uh, Suicide Squad, that's out soon. <laughs> Looking forward to that one. No, I can't wait. That's definitely. Uh, I, I know we're talking sort of autumn winter time this year, but I'm very much looking forward to Tormented Souls 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that'll be summer winter or summer autumn time, they said. So, yeah, if it, if it doesn't slip. Oh yeah, uh, that's a good point because they are a wee tiny team. Uh, Skull and Bones is apparently going to actually come <laughs> out. I sure. Um. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Dragon's Dogma Two. I'll definitely be wanting to play that. Um, mm. This lo- alone in the dark game. I'm pretty sure that's an Embracer one. So fuck uh, I tried the demo of that and it was meh. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, not bad, just me. Uh, but it was like, you know, there, there was nothing special about it. it mm. Didn't really, you know, sort of make me go, "Wow, I must play this." It was <laughs> sort of like, eh. uh, Warhammer Forty K Space Marine Two. Oh well, I will actually be looking forward to that because the first one was very good. I. Uh, it looks a very different game than that first one, though. Mm, it does. Um, 
Oh, Eastward's got a getting a sequel. Didn't know that. Hmm. Um. What else we got here? Don't know. Is this does this Metal Gear Three remake meant to be this year? Is it? That's what I'm wondering. Do we know anything? Uh, I don't think it has a date. All right, not even like a, an approximate year. Yeah, I'm looking through a list of to be confirmed actual dates, uh, and there's nothing here. Uh, Hades two um, is oh, to go yeah. in, the, but that's early access, so I don't know. I might wait until that actually comes out. Yeah. Um, that's what I did with the first one. Um, there's a killing floor it's... three apparently. Fuck. I I wonder is that um. It's beyond good and evil too. I wonder is that actually going to happen? <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it, keeps, it keeps getting reannounced, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Unless it turns into Tom Clancy beyond good and evil too, it's not happening. <laughs> Isn't there oh, supposed dear. to be a, a new division this year or something? Oh, you could be right. Um, you could be right. Um. Uh, I'm not saying much else. I'm just having a quick flick myself here. Um, is that South Park game? That, uh, yeah, that looks look, weird. It looks like the N64 game, so that's not great. Yeah. Yeah. Not much T- else. Uh, Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown, which I would be surprised if that actually comes out. Like, like ever. Holy shit, no way. Okay, this could be exciting. So, you know way forward the guys that do uh do you ever play any of the what are they i forgot her name she's the wee genie it's a wee platformer oh shantae yes the guys that make that are doing a remake of clock tower oh that could be cool that could be cool hand drawn clock tower mm. that's no... just me you know fucking thing though don't know yeah Another game is supposed to come out um, this year, but won't and might never ever come out is Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. <laughs> so I'm excited for that not to come out. Yep. Oh, Star Wars Outlaws. That's definitely not coming out this year. <laughs> uh, um, there's Hellblade 2. I should really finish the first Hellblade. Hmm. Um, yeah, not much else. I'm not seeing anything else jumping out on me right now. Oh, that John Carpenter game is slated for 2024. Toxic uh, Commando. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that free to play? I don't see. I think it was announced as that, and when I heard that, I went, "Oh god, damn it!" John Carpenter's a big video game fan too. You think he would just make a proper fucking? But then I suppose he probably has little to no fucking um, input into it. It's just like, hey, John, do you want your name on a video game? Ah, okay. Right, there you go. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's... that's uh, 2024 is probably going to be a bit quieter than 2023 was, I think. Yeah, like 2023 had big horror games, big fighter games, big RPGs, so... 
Yeah, this year could be, should be, technically should be quieter because, you know, everybody's shutting down as well. Mm. Um, we don't have much in the way of news. Mm. Again, because it's just the start of the new year. Um, Bobby Kotick left Activision. Not even going yep. to go, yay, he's gone. He left with a lot of fucking money. He did. And so, people are, now that he's left, people are sticking the boots in him. It's like, why didn't he have the balls to do it when he was there? Yeah. Um, there's former Call of Duty devs. Who is this person? Christina. We don't know, but he, his, his literal words were, he made our games bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Christina Pollock is their name. So I worked on Call of Duty for two years as a programmer at Demonware. Bobby's decisions made our games worse. In my first <laughs> month that came out, he threatened to have an employee killed. In the all-hands staff oh. meeting that followed, no one wanted to speak first, so I demanded his firing in front of everyone. <laughs> I guess they they did speak out. Yeah. I should have read the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, they go on to talk about, uh, yeah, this is the stuff you can do. You speak up at these sorts of meetings, record yourself, so no HR shenanigans. Um, mm. Hold executives accountable. So on and so forth. Um, they're uh, guy, a community manager at um, Blizzard, Andy Belford. Uh, he shared um, a lovely memory of, of Bobby as well. He said, breaking my sense to share a fun fact. When we planned Overwatch 2 Steam launch. My team warned months in advance that we were going to get review bombed. We begged for more information, more details, more resources to help us with the anticipated influx, all flatly denied. Shocker. Um, uh, moderation of Steam was put on the community team, not a function of the community at Blizz. Uh, despite my refusal to want to expose my members of a team to that level of toxic content post, when asked whose decision it was to launch on Steam with no additional help, Bobby! Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, this was only one example of the culture Kotic bred at Activision Blizzard. Uh, ship flow downstream usually land on the lowest paid, almost overworked individuals' management was too busy reacting to widely uh, facilitating, uh, fa- vacillating direction uh, and decisions that made zero sense. At the end of everything, player experience worker uh, meant nothing to um, see sweeping the executive leadership. It was all about the quarters earnings call. Yeah. Bobby won't be missed. I can't believe he still got away with that amount of money, though, the piece of shit. That's because that's the, the, the sale. Um, he he obviously really wanted Activision to, to sell because, you know, people want him to step down. Um, but mm. if he could sell the company before leaving, um, yeah, he was getting a massive payout, which, which he got. Bastard. Uh, so try not to celebrate it too hard, and let's hope Microsoft does a better job. It's just like the the, the last fucking kick in the dick he gave everyone before he left was all, hey, we're going to have a meeting and James Corden's going to be on it, and you're like, what the <laughs> fuck? What are you doing? 
Like, these people have suffered enough and you're going to give them that son of a bitch. <laughs> what a detestable wee shite. Which one? <laughs> Both. Both. Uh, Pardon uh, my language, but they're a pair of cunts. <laughs> um, in other fucking corporation acting like assholes uh, news, Square Enix intends to be aggressive in applying AI. Aggressive. Aggressive with their AI. Aggressive. <laughs> No, and the, then the question I have is, how's them NFTs going, lads? <laughs> you got real quiet on that one. Oh, um, is this the same CEO or is this the a new one? Takeshi Kiryu. Do we, is that what, no, I think he's I the new guy now. Say, he doesn't seem any better. No, he clearly has... It's... The, the, the same old mindsets kicked in there. Something new. Uh, it, you know, everyone's tried it. It hasn't went too well, but we'll double down on it. Um, it, It's him not understanding what the fuck he's talking about. Um, no, there's that as well. Uh. It's, it, like, this is a quote from him. Uh, Artificial intelligence and its potential implications has some t- time largely been subjects of act has for some time largely been subjects of academic debate. I don't know why you're talking about, though. However, the introduction mm. of chat GPT... So, the people are debating it, but I don't care, is basically what he said there. Um, yeah. The introduction of chat GPT would choose anyone to easily produce writing or translations or to a large text-based dialogue, or engage in text-based dialogue, uh, sparked the rapid spread of generative AIs. No. No, it hasn't. It is bad at this stuff. It creates bad writing and bad translations and bad text-based dialogue that you yep. know has been made by an AI. Your games will be worse off for using it. Um, yeah. It's funny you should mention that because, no, obviously, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I tried the finals. Finally got yeah. to try it. I was playing it, and I have to admit, the whole time I was playing, I was like, "These commentators sound off." And I couldn't <laughs> put my finger on it. I really couldn't. I could not. It was like you know, it's just it was like um, I thought maybe they just pulled some guys who maybe were on the team, who weren't really voice actors, you know, who weren't really sure how to you know put things across. And it was like you could clearly tell someone was reading off a page, but then I got it wrong because no one's reading off a page. Because there is no fucking voice actor. Because there is no com. Well, there is a commentator, but it's, they're both AI commentators, and that's why it suddenly started making sense that it, they didn't sound right. Hmm. Oh, it's bad. I mean, it's it's say bad. It's at at worst, it like it, it's just you ignore it. Uh, it's distracting, so I turned it's, it off. It's certainly not adding anything. It's not improving things. It doesn't need to be there. Um, I no. don't think it helps that game in any way. Um, whereas if you had someone, you know, having a bit of charisma, maybe doing commentary stuff, yeah, you know, maybe that would work better. Yeah, it's it it just it was bugging me for a while. I was like, why are these guys? It's not like they didn't. It's it's not like they didn't sound like they didn't want to be there. It was like. It's almost like they weren't sure what they were commenting. It was like someone handed them a script, didn't tell them what the actual show was about, and went, read these lines. 
but we're not going to tell you what your characters are actually doing. You just have mm. to read these lines. And that's what it felt like. It was like, it was like they weren't sure what they were talking about. It's just like, we have to read this line. <coughs> no, that's all know. it is. Uh, that's uh, essentially what it is. Uh, an AI voice can't have, it does not have intelligence, despite being mm. called AI. It's... Um, Probably calling that stuff AI was the worst possible thing anyone could do because everyone has this idea of what AI is by, you know, films and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not what any of this shit is. Um, but yeah, what is uh, so it it's it's starting to seem like the um, the big AI push and it's starting to die down again, much like the mm -hmm. NFT stuff. Um, yep. What is with Square Enix and coming to these technologies like after they've already hit their peak and being like yep. we're we're putting everything behind this because they keep they keep doing this. So they're they're late to the party and then they double down on it when everyone else has left. Yeah, so it's like no, we'll well ever no one else is doing it, so we'll do it. And we'll keep it going and we'll make all the money. And it's like no, everyone tried it, didn't make any money, and that's why they left. Yeah. You're gonna end up with, with games with uh, fucking absolute shit stories and dialogue. But to be fair, uh, that's one thing I pointed out about uh, Final Fantasy sixteen. Uh, dialogue's actually good. Ooh. In in past like dialogue, like I, you remember me talking about like Final Fantasy fifteen? It was like this yeah. sounds like. People, three people having their own conversation. So, and like Final Fantasy, the past Final Fantasy, that's always like AI fucking generated dialogue. Um, yeah, that's just what sort of the, the old ones sounded like they were AI generated. Yeah. And that's just, you know, shitty translations. I think 16 was written in English first. Oh. Um, the dialogue. Uh, and like uh, they animated it, you know, the lip syncing is matched to, to the English track. Um, so oh. I think that's why it sounds a lot better and it actually sounds like human beings talking to each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Huh. But enough of that. Get rid of that. Let's have a robot do it. So it's bad. Um, <laughs> and people lose jobs. Because, you know, voice yeah. acting is a big thing. <laughs> also writing. And writing, yep. There's a lot of, like, um, Xenomax... I know came out and they were like, uh, we're gonna let this union, the the employee union, decide mm. what we do with AI. <laughs> so mm. so um yeah, that that's the way some other companies are handling that stuff. People, people still aren't sure how worthwhile it is, because yeah, if you just go with letting it do writing in place of a human doing it you're just gonna end up with absolute shit but there's probably mm. stuff that humans literally can't do that you could use it for yeah yeah that makes sense um but yeah uh the last story we have here for this short news week uh its colorblind mode um is a nightmare <laughs> Have you seen the screenshot of it? Yeah. It's I thought that was like a I thought that was some weird coding picture for a second. And then I realized, wait, this is their colorblind mode? What the fly fuck is this? If I was colorblind, 
I just wouldn't play Tekken. I, I, but being colorblind, you know, th- there's colorblind options. Why yeah. have they decided to do this in- this absolute insanity? This looks like some fucking experimental game jam game I'm looking at here. Yeah. Everything's yeah, black and white and stripey. Blinds. I fucking mental. So of course, you know, this has sort of kicked up a bit and people have went, hey, just let you know your your colorblind mode could cause actual problems for people for epilepsy and other forms of, you know, that 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 type of unfortunate uh, condition. Yeah. And fucking big balls Haratas just went, well, fuck you, I don't care, we're keeping it. You've missed <laughs> what he said you misunderstood it. It's like how did you misunderstood it? It's like people are saying, hey, this gives me vertigo and a migraine. Um, and this is me fucking playing your thing. Uh, and this oh, is misunderstood. <laughs> this is gonna end someone up in fucking hospital, you twat. Is what people are basically saying. Yeah, um, it's what I'm saying too. <laughs> it is. Someone's gonna wind up in hospital with this fucking thing. I it, I would rather not play the game than play it in this state. It, it, like, if colorblindness made it unplayable uh, as it is, and I don't really get, like, what sort of colorblindness would you have to have to make it unplayable normal? Like, like, nor- I, like what are you going to be missing out on? Like, I actually don't know. Mm. Um, is, is there stuff in Tekken that you might not be able to see? Um, surely all you need to be able to, like, what you might not be able to see is maybe the the health bar or something? I don't know. Um, that doesn't matter. So yeah, yeah, just punch him till he dies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'd like, let's say that that was unplayable, I would still rather just not play it than, than e- even engage with this fucking... Uh, I just, I was watching the video there now and I was like, Am I, my eyes don't feel good. See, Cause... I'd seen it when I don't want to watch the video because, you, you know, I've been suffering from migraines the last year and a bit now and I've been sort of doing really well with them. And uh, I, don't, I was seeing this thing and went, no, I know if I watch this, I'm, I'm going to get fucked up. I'm not watching it. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> so the, the, the big danger is, is with people with epilepsy. Um, so that, that is the real danger, I think. There's people who would know like experts in it and said, hey, this can trigger seizures, what you're doing here. Mm. Um, and for... Uh, Harada says they just misunderstood. For Harada, just to dismiss it is a bit shitty. What the... F- I know... I don't get it. Hey, does he believe his own... Well, does he have hype? I don't know. Does the fighting game community crawl up Harada's ass or something? Oh, probably. It, it is a, a fighting prank, game like... community, so... <laughs> Uh, I suppose. But the guy is a fucking prick. I don't care how good Tekken is. He is a goddamn prick. He, he does not like criticism, even like something like this, where it's like objectively, like, yeah, this is this is bad, and he's still trying to defend it. Um, from from any point of view, from the medical point of view, and from a just yeah. having to look at this thing, it's terrible. It's fucking yeah. terrible. It's like more for uh, accessibility, but. What are yeah. we accessing here? This is a nightmare. Yeah, my question is, whose colorblindness is that bad that you have to do that 
to make yeah. the game playable. Like I said, the, the preferred option, if your colorblindness is that bad, is to not play at all, because this is this would not be yeah. fun. Yeah. Fucking hell. Surely, like, I know there are obviously different uh, uh, levels, is the only way I can think of it, but there's different uh, strengths, sorry, of colorblindness. But most people who have severe, severe colorblindness, they will put their TVs to black and white, and that's how they'll watch things. Why wasn't mm. there just a black and white option? Yeah, I don't know. What the fuck's this, man? I don't know what he was like. He obviously thought, here, we'll do some fancy mad-looking thing and people will think we're class. Yeah, maybe. Well, the boys will be streaming it like this, going, oh, look how mad this looks and all this here. He's clearly thinking about the fucking streamers and his fucking wee fucking ass-licking fans and stuff. And you're like, hey, you know what? Get the fucker out of like Tekken is one of my favorite video game series and all, but you yourself are the biggest fucking prick I've ever. Well, one of the biggest pricks in the gaming community. Mm. He's he's getting a bit up there without mauling you and fucking Todd Howard. So he is. Well, at least he still makes games. Yeah, it, that are. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, we got our wrestling. him chatting. He's on a, he's, He thinks he's like a rock star of the video. He's he's like John Romero back in the fucking eighties. <laughs> but John fuck. Romero sort of wised up and went, "Hi, I'm being a dick." <laughs> <laughs> I, like he would excuse that was John Romero in his twenties, and we all act like that yeah. in our twenties. What age is Harada? That's, that's a fucking good point. Hang on, hang on. Harada is not in his twenties. No, he is fucking not. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Oh, geez, you search tagging it. That's just people ripping into him. Oh dear. Let's see. He's fifty-three he years 53. old. <laughs> Fucking grow up. That, that is good fucking advice for him. Grow the fuck up, Harada. Grow up. Fuck's sake. Someone oh, says, right. hey, your colorblind thing needs work. It's going to kill someone. You don't go, no, it's not. It's good. You're wrong. It's like, fucking hell. Was what? it a couple of weeks ago he tried to pick a fight with Ed Boone? Because uh, yeah, somebody... Just tell him yeah, to shut up. It, uh, well, it's over a stupid reason as well, I'm sorry. He he tried to claim he was long. He was the longest going voice actor in video games because he's been doing Law's voice since Tekken 1. Mm -hmm. And Ed Boone stepped in and went, Hey, MK was 92 and I've been Scorpion since 92. And Harada took this all fucking thick. Sorry, <laughs> Tekken was in development since uh, 1990. Uh, and doesn't, like, doesn't matter. I get the... Ed Boon's probably sitting there going, fuck, that was an easy troll. <laughs> you, can't, you can't fucking argue with dates. No. Well, you find a way, I guess. I, but, uh, that was the other... I was trying to remember, so what was the other thing he was on about the other day? That's what it was, a couple of weeks ago. Tried to pick a fight with Ed Boon. Ed Boon of all people, too. Hmm. Anyway, we'll we'll move on and leave that prick behind. <laughs> Gonna play his game though, because it's great. <laughs> yeah, we got a wrestling pay per view that happened. Um, mm -hmm. AEW World's End. Yet another AEW pay per view. There are two. What's seven in the year now? Was it not eight? Was it? Oh shit! Well, the original four. 
All in. Wrestle Dream. Wrestle Dream. All in. Forbidden. Forbidden Door and this. Yeah. So we're up to eight. We're nearly at the 12 a year. God damn it, Tony. At this, no more. No more. Well, maybe this one won't happen again. Um, oh, oh well, yeah. Yeah, so, the, like, not the cast judgments. This, before we even go through anything, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of a mixed bag here. Mm. Quality-wise, but I guess we'll, we'll just run through it. Um, but we start with a zero hour because there was some good stuff on on this. Um, like that Will Nightingale uh, and Chris Statlander was probably yes, that was probably the best women's match of the night. Um, they fair play to them. I know there was a few we sort of whoopsie moments at the end, but yeah, the finish they, they kept going. The, the thing is, they're they're two big women, like so they're trying to like lift each other up and do shit, and you are going to struggle when your opponents pretty much the same size as you and you're a big woman yourself mm. yeah a little bit of um scary moment of nightingale trying to get uh statlander and uh, was a gut wrench powerbomb and couldn't get her quite up mm. almost dropped her on her head and then they sort of tried again um well nightingale wins this one though it does absolutely cleanly as well hmm um, Statlander doesn't lose very often, but uh, no, well, that's what they were saying. She hadn't lost a match in nearly a year or something because mm. she didn't technically lose her belt because she didn't get pinned. Yeah, that's true. And she never got a, a rematch or anything. Where I think that's that's one situation where you'd be entitled to a rematch. Mm. Um, we also got a a video teasing Serena Deeb coming back. Yeah, happy days. Yeah, glad to glad to see her back. Um, we had a twenty man battle royale for the TNT, uh, a a shot at of the TNT title anywhere at any time. Yep. And Luchasaurus is in it. I'm not calling him kill switch. Yep. I'm not calling him that either. <laughs> Although I have to admit, I thought thing was going to be him. Uh, they made a big deal out of him and Archer. Mm. So I thought, right, one of these two big men's doing it. And then when I thought about it, I was like, oh, wait a minute, anytime, anywhere. Yeah. He sort of, with the TNT title match later on, you sort of knew when, uh, when he came out, it's like, all oh, right, I, I see what you're doing. Yep. Um, uh, this was this was actually very fun. This battle royale, yeah, it was it was you know what what you would expect from a battle royale. Once again, Butcher and Blade fucking cleaning house though. Mm. They seem to be like the the fucking battle royale guys. Sadly, never win. That's what everyone <laughs> does. They, they just let Butcher and Blade do all the hard work and then go right get them two out. Maybe someone hired them. I don't know. Isn't that their thing? That's their thing. Either mercenaries. As long as they get paid, they don't care. Um, that <laughs> was getting... fucking Dan Housen. Hey, uh, <laughs> who was it? I was trying to throw him out the son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 I was <laughs> Sorry, it's wrong. <laughs> uh, the, there's all a bunch of betrayal now in the best friends. <laughs> uh, very good. 
But yeah, so came down to Trent and Luchasaurus. Fucking Trent hitting Luchasaurus with that big knee of his about four fucking times. Yeah. He kept getting up. So that's the, his thing now, I guess. He's like, you can't put him down unless you're going to murder him. Pretty much, I. Mm. He gets Trent out and he gets his title shot. Jeez, the way he put Trent out as well was fucking uh, very definitive anyway. Yeah, I, d- I did like yes. the, the finish to it. Uh, and then we had a hook and Winter Yuta in their FTW rules match for the FTW title. Uh, which is just yeah, no DQ. Yeah, it's like, a wee bit of a hardcore match. Obviously, because it's New York and Hook's New York guy, so. Nothing too crazy on it. Um, no, I wasn't overly mad. Um, the gimmick hockey stick broke at the end it when did. it wasn't supposed to. Whoops. I uh, thought he'd have pulled out a big lacrosse thing instead. That would have been class. <laughs> You're seeing things. What, because he used to do lacrosse? Yeah. I thought they would go for the lacrosse thing and he'd, he'd strap up the big massive whatever the fuck you call that thing. I don't think lacrosse really fits with FTW. Wait, am I thinking of the wrong thing? Is lacrosse... Wait, is lacrosse the one where you have like the stick and there's like a wee net at the end of it? No. Oh shit, what's the thing I'm thinking of then? It's like you get like this big, almost like a big sort of hook at the end of your arm and you sort oh, of fucking hi, throw, throw hi, a like- ball or two on Aye, aye. aye. <laughs> I thought that's what Hook did. Sorry for a second. I like... should have pulled out one I am. Is Highlight a work? I, I think Highlight might be a work. I'm not sure. A work? Yeah, I think it might be a, one, a, a work well, like... sport. I don't know how to spell it, so I can't even look it up. Oh, I don't know, actually. <laughs> The only reason I know this thing exists is because it was on a TV show once. And the boys all, what the hell do you do with this? These all, oh, we're going to throw this at each other at about 200 miles an hour. And the other boy's like, what? Yeah, it's fucking nuts. And it's, it's insanity. Like, uh, it's, uh, that's what I thought Hook did. Sorry. Uh, lacrosse is like the wee fucking net at the end of a stick. Uh, mm. That would have been no good to pull out. <laughs> Played by rich white boys. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he wins with the red rum held with a yep. bit of a hockey stick. Yep. Um, Again, grand rematch. And in into the match, uh, the pay per view proper opening with a an eight man tag with everyone else who was in the um, Continental Classic, uh, Dyson Claudio. Garcia and Mark Briscoe teaming up take on Jay White, Brody King, Roosh, and Jay Lethal. Mm. <clears throat> and you get Danny Magic at uh, ringside. Aye. Poor Danny Magic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this match was really good. It actually was. Do you know during this match when Claudio was giant swinging Brody King? Mm-hmm. A fucking camera angle was unbelievable. Uh, it was like a guy was on the outside of the ring, but he was sort of zoomed in, and he was like following Brody going round, but he was zooming in and out as Brody was going round. It was just cracker looking. I've never seen anything like that before. 
So it was yeah. like, the, the, like you were getting the camera following Brody going around. It was really, really cool. Um, Just it stood out in my head. I was like, that was fucking cool. Yeah, this is a really fast paced hard hitting. Everyone gets. Uh, oh, I guess the show off. A good bit of time. Um, good way to wrap up, sort of. Just a wee wrap up on the the tournament before the final with everyone else. Um, it was a very new Japan style thing as well. You're always saying that they sort of do yeah. these things at the end of the G1, but these so it's get, almost like a wee homage to that. Yeah, the, New Japan tends to do these types of matches at the start, but they're 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 really very. They're just there to fill out the card. But this one was actually good. The guys put it on really. Oh good. no, but do they? Do, do you not say? So they normally do this with the participants in the G1 as well. They'll do like a tag match with all the elements. Um, I think so. But, but again, they, is it like a throwaway thing? Yeah, they they always do a load of fucking multi-man matches at the start of uh, shows oh, okay. in New Japan, and they're really not really worth watching. Um, oh, okay, but this this was worth watching. Um, we got Brody King and having words with uh, Daddy Magic on the outside. Yeah. Um, then I actually hit him after the match. Danny Magic <laughs> on commentary the entire time. So. <laughs> um, uh, Danny Garcia gets the pin in this one. He does. Which, uh, yep, that's good. They're, they're making he's they're making him big thing. Um, and it's Jay Lethal took the pin. Uh, so uh, Sanjay. Does have words with him at the, the end of that, so mm. definite uh, seeds being planted there for the breakup of that group. All right. Um. Next match was Miro versus Andrade El Idolo with CJ Perry with Andrade. This was our meat slapper. Uh, Miro swore to destroy Elidolo because his wife is his manager. Um, also, I'll point out this is uh, Andrade's last AEW match. Oh, fuck, right? That's him done. He's probably going to be showing up at the Rumble, I would imagine. He's done then? Uh huh. Oh. Fuck. Right, who? Um, didn't know that. Uh, that's that's uh, uh they, they don't uh, no, they could have easily had Miro just squash Andrade, but they didn't. Um, no, no, no. this match was a bit uh, it, it dragged a bit, I thought. Yeah, they weren't sure what they were doing at one stage with it. There was a few times it was like, what way is this going? And in, in terms of um. I was almost confused at what story they were trying to tell us. Mm. I mean, uh, the end of the, the, what they're trying to get is have CJ Perry on, on Miro's side. And, you know, she does interfere um, mm. uh, and they end up giving Miro the win. Doesn't make any sense that she was helping El Lidlou earlier in the match for whatever reason. Um, mm. It was a bit too WWE for my liking. Mm, that is a good way of putting it. Um, uh, so Mira looked very confused at the end as well. Yep. 
Um, yeah, she pulls his arms out while he's doing the figure eight, uh, breaking mm. the uh, breaking the submission, then allows Miro to to finish it. Um, Tony Storm versus Rio for the AEW Women's Title. Um, I didn't think this was bad. Uh, it was mostly Tony Storm beating the shit out of Rio for the entire yeah, thing. It really was. Um, did some just so over like yeah. Did some stuff with uh, Luther when uh, poor Rio does crossbody on the Luther. He catches her and then just hands her to Tony Storm. Mm. And then slams her on the mat, and then we had the Tony Storm on the shoulders and um, to throw Rio off the the ring apron. Um, then he gets thrown out. Um, I think he was actually pulling the rope away from her. That's right. Yeah, and Rio does 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 the hope spot, um, and eventually, uh, Storm pulls her off the uh, the turnbuckle. And then does mm-hmm. that move that she did? I don't think she's ever done that before. I was going to say, did something not go right or is this <coughs> a new thing? I think that's a, a new thing. Um, pretty cool looking. So yeah, she has uh, Rio sort of carrying her on her back. With her Rio's back to her back and then spins around and DDTs her. Um... It was very cool looking. It was very abrupt, though, the finish. Yeah, yeah. Just came out of nowhere. Mm. And then Mariah May comes out to celebrate. Mm. Yeah, so... Yeah, it never really felt like that match built up to you. Like, a big... Yeah. It, you, it, you know, it, normal Riho matches is very like, oh, Jesus! Yeah. It didn't really get... To that part, it wasn't terrible, but just didn't get into top gear. Like it didn't, didn't yeah. feel feel like it. Uh, yeah, it hit a crescendo. It just sort of ended. Um, so here where we were supposed to have Swerve versus Keith Lee finally, but instead we get Swerve versus Dustin Rhodes because Keith Lee's sick. Nice. Uh, do, do we know what the crack is? No, I don't. But he's been struggling with himself over the past year. Oh, fuck. Um, God, even when they, if they ever have this match, <laughs> it's going to be like, it better be good. They better put on the uh, show. Uh, the whole thing where he swerve hitting Dustin with the cinder block before the match, probably should have done that after the match because, like, yeah, swerve yep. shouldn't need the extra help to beat fucking Dustin Rhodes. Um, and then uh, Swerve pretty much just beats the shit out of him, and then that's that. But there was a point, so obviously they do this thing with the cinder block, Dustin's about to leave, then he comes back in, you know, crowd gets a bit behind him and all, but they're mostly still really behind Swerve. But he's obviously hobbled to the ring, and he's doing all this, you know, his, you know they're all talking, oh, his ankle's bound to be shattered, you know, broken cinder block, da, 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 da. and it's like, Dustin forgets. <laughs> like, he's just fucking throwing hands and doing all this shit you're like you're meant to have one leg man go on remember would you fucking hell so yeah I did, I did notice I was like wait a minute he's literally throwing kicks that ring putting weight on that leg no ball mm. it's like you, you, you've you been so used to like boys 
selling stuff really fucking well, and then Dustin gets a cinder block smashed over his foot, and yeah, I don't know, he forgets or he's, he's grand. Should have just uh, if it was that bad, it should have been just a squash match, just to swerve squash him to be done with. Or just not even have the. I th- I honestly thought right, we're not even having a match here. Swerve's just gonna fucking wreck Dustin and go right. That's I, the end of that shit. I, well, or that. I... He's like, I thought I that's know. the way it was going to be fair. I was like, all oh, right, because obviously Keith Lee's not here, but they have to do something, so they'll have Swerve to a big spot. And... He still wants Swerve on the show because he's the hottest thing going right uh, now. So, uh, yeah, um, you need him on the show. Um, but, yeah, I guess they had time to fill. Yeah, true. Okay, so this next match. <laughs> Holy fuck. So I guess uh, yeah. <laughs> probably probably need, probably need some context here. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, I think it was literally is it maybe the day before. Um, there was a lot of uh, bad shit flying around about Chris Jericho. Um, certain people make accusations, um, or mm-hmm. yeah, people hitting at certain accusations of Jericho being inappropriate backstage. Um, mm. did you see that one that makes a lot of sense if it's true and also yeah. fuck Jericho if it's true yeah cause she actually liked the tweet mm. so Kylie so, Ray yeah Kylie Ray who cause we had the, I remember at the time we were like Jesus where did she go and there was all the rumours at the time that it was like oh she wasn't happy with this or I remember somebody saying, oh, Brandy Rhodes wanted to do like a calendar of all the women and she wasn't happy about this. She just wanted to wrestle and stuff. And so th- there was all these mad different things flying about. But mm. it was a very sudden thing. No one had a baldy. She never spoke about it either. And now we're like, oh, shit. Is this why she wasn't allowed to speak about it? Yeah. So the the story that that was told now this is all on social media and nothing's been confirmed or investigated or whatever mm-hmm. is that she was asked to go to Chris Jericho's locker room to which she went there under, under the impression that there was other people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, he was no, meant to be doing like a get together for the you know before the show or something. I don't this, know. this is straight out of the Har- Harvey Weinstein playbook, by the way. Yeah, it is. <laughs> She gets there, only Jericho's there, and then he makes unwanted advances towards her, and she goes, oh, fuck, and runs away, and then yep. does not go back to work. So yep. there he is. Um, if this is true, he has negatively impacted at least one woman, woman's career mm-hmm. uh, and caused her all sorts of fucking mental anguish because she went, she got it tight there for a while. He did. And no one knew what was going on. Mm. They were like, what's, what's going on with this woman? Because she, she joined them back for a while, and then apparently she was having weird wee panic attacks backstage and freaking out with people and stuff. And no one had a clue what was going on. But again, this has got it. This is making so much fucking sense that mm. it's scary. Um, yeah, so... say, this is all online, and uh, Jericho's the first one out for this match, isn't he? Yep. And, um, well, he's not exactly getting his song sang like he usually does. Yeah, there's still some uh, some people who either haven't heard any of this or yeah, are yeah, yeah. just fucking them kind of pricks that automatically defend 
sexual predators for whatever fucking reason. Um, and yeah, you really hear the booze when the, the music stops and you're like, mm. oh, this is going to be a fucking train wreck. Um, yeah. And pretty much a train wreck it was. Uh, yeah, even as a match, it wasn't the greatest though. But no, there was people doing their damnedest to make it good. But as as we say, you know, Sting was obviously just fucking all over the fucking place because he's Sting and he's sixty something. And then Jericho's head just was fucking elsewhere. Yeah, I don't know why he was in the ring so much. Like it, for a start, you're like, why haven't come out at all? Um, yeah, just fucking bury him. Or if you're gonna have him come out. Have someone just take him out and have him lie on the ground for the rest of the match. Or have someone take him out backstage. Just have it so he's not in the ring that much, but he was in the ring quite a bit. Um, I'll say fair play to the rest of but like, especially Sammy Guevara and and Ricky Starks. They tried. Yeah. They really did. Um, But this one was doomed from the beginning. Mm. Ugh. Um, of course, fucking no. Who got Sammy got the pin? Sammy got the pin, <clears throat> and he yeah. pinned Ricky Starks too. Um. Oh, I didn't even. I, I forgot the. F- <laughs> Sammy pinned Ricky Starks, uh, and obviously, they're all sort of celebrating, and booze are still fucking roaring out. So mm-hmm. they decide right. Give the ring to Sting, uh, you know, we'll make it about him, and obviously that gets people cheering. Yeah. Uh, I mean, surely this title match doesn't happen then. Oh, for the, the tag titles with Sammy and, and Jericho. Surely not. Surely not. Like, that just seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, and the the uh, on the the media scrum afterwards, Tony Khan said he he didn't basically no comment. Yeah, I heard someone asked him about it. I mean, how could you not? Yeah, yeah you would, because uh, come on, we can't really sit and ignore that. Like, there's Jericho getting fucking booed out of the building. Yeah, um, yeah, it's. Seen a couple of fucking signs as well, like, and I'm pretty sure because I've wondered at once, I've wondered at one stage what they were chanting, and then uh, I just realised they were chanting Kylie Ray's name. No, they were also, they were chanting NDA. Oh, they were chanting NDA as well because so, I know at one point they were. They do were I know her name as well? Uh, probably. Um, I know there was definitely an NDA chant. Um, mm. uh, it, it was so some people started chanting uh, Y2J. And then it would just turn, it morphed into NDA. Um, oh, right. And there was someone with a sign that said World's NDA. Um, yes. Right on the hard cam. So, like, yep. do, do you know how this whole thing started? And it's his own stupid fucking fault. Oh, 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 oh. It was something to do with punk, wasn't it? Yeah. So, it, it was. It, it, it was. Slabbering? 
Punk's lawyer was talking about something about the NDAs. About no one, no one can talk about it. Everyone signed NDA, so the the story will never be told. And then Jericho, unprompted, just gets in there and goes, "I didn't sign an NDA. I know what happened. I can talk about it because you know, fucking yep. Carney shit wants people to listen to his shitty podcast." That's what's just what I was thinking. <laughs> That's what he's planning his yeah. fucking podcast. 100%. I'll tell you what happened. Um. Uh, and the lawyer guy goes, "Well, uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll keep a hold of this tweet anyway for future reference." Um. Mm. And then someone said, "Uh, you talking about NDAs? What about all the NDAs you get those women to sign?" And then it all went from there. Um. So yeah, you don't have women signing NDAs unless you're at something. Yeah, that, I mean, isn't that what Vince was doing? Getting yes. them to sign NDAs. Yep. 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 Um, yeah. And you, you will get people go. Oh well, they didn't have to sign them. No, you know, blood. They didn't have to take the money. It's like this is one of the biggest names in wrestling. Telling yeah. them, oh, if you if you do this, don't worry, your career will be all right. Put Going you, against me is a bad uh, idea. Put yourself in Kyler Ray's shoes for a second. Say like you're an indie uh, wrestler. You're trying to break into the business. You couldn't get into WWE. This new company comes along. You get signed for. Uh, to be in the first show your dreams have come true um and holy fuck chris jericho's there uh that we're gonna go meet chris jericho in his dress rooms everyone there you land in and then he's there being like fuck knows what he's asking you to do nothing good mm. like could you imagine the fucking devastation you would feel at that point mm. like yet like that's the context you have to take this from. You can't be it's like, oh no, for sure. It's like power dynamics, man. It's mm. it's oh it's always like that. And they're not Kylie Ray and Chris Jericho are not on equal footing in that exchange. They just no, aren't. Fuck no. Um and if you want to argue any 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 different than that, then you are a bad person and you're wrong. Mm. So just, just just the way it is. Um, and yeah, it, if Jericho's been doing stuff like that, he probably should be just fired. There's no, yep. no talk about, you know, safety in locker rooms and all that there. There's that's, he's no better than punk. He's worse than punk. Yeah. He's worse. He's way worse than punk, but yeah, like no. that is way worse than punk. That's true. Um, like punk was just acting an asshole. He yeah. wasn't uh, being a creep and obviously. It's oh, it's always you always feel bad, like you say. It's it's always the poor up and coming women who are trying to get into the business, and it's always some big name being a fucking bastard around them, thinking I can get away with this. Mm. I, I don't Fuck's know. Sake. It's fucking bollocks. Eh? Moving on then. Um, Aye. Julia Hart and Abaddon uh, for TBS title. Uh, it's a house rules match. Um, the the rule that Abaddon makes is biting is allowed. Yes, biting is legal. Makes perfect sense. It does, yeah. Um, yep. it's good, good use of of that rule. Uh, the match, however, uh, wasn't great. I don't think it took a while, long time to get going anywhere. And then when it eventually it was almost like when when the engine was started, it was like, oh, we're out of time. It's like, why did this take so long to get going? Yeah. And then the finish was a bit odd. Like you say, she just lost confidence in herself or overcommitted. 
Could yeah, insult. yeah, I went for the usual moonsault finish, um, and for whatever reason, landed on her feet. I'm guessing it was just like a moment of, oh shit, uh, uh, this doesn't feel right, so landed on her feet. Um, yeah. Fair play to Excalibur, trying to cover it up, saying, oh, she hit her yeah. with the knees. That's just mm. Excalibur. Maybe yeah. she'll have to start doing that. <laughs> you would fucking kill someone doing that. You would. Moonsault on the That's knees. always been my big thing with big top rope finishers. If it looks fantastic, it looks great. But the moment it goes wrong and it's the finish of a match, it it's just like, ah, it's what you kind of remember. Um, mm. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's almost like the two of them couldn't get comfortable with each other or something. Yeah. It was very stop, start, stop, start. Was. Oh, I, I hate to say this. It was like a Jade Cargill match. Oh, Jesus. I know, but not as not as treacle, <laughs> just as stop and start. No, but we, we know both of these can have good matches. Yeah, um, we've seen this, them both do cracking matches. Is this I, their first time working together? I think so. I uh, uh, it's, it's probably just an experience thing. Sky Blue was there as well. Oh yeah, that's right. That's how she won. Yeah, we better shenanigans. Yeah, because that's when the crowd started to warm up a bit when the shit was going on on the outside. I was like. Okay, and then that was it. And you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> just over. Um, yeah. uh, then following that, we had uh, Adam Copeland versus Christian for the TNT title match. This uh, was very good. It was a no DQ match, and it was very good. What the hell caught Copeland's eye? I don't know, there was a lot of stuff flying about there. There was a lot of stuff, but he, he clearly had quite the mouse over his eyeball. <laughs> um, and then... There was... Ah, Christian got busted the end, right? Like, the last move of the match. And I mean that the, the very last move, not the last move originally, but the very last move. Christian must have caught his buckle or something right with his head. His, his fucking just straight middle of his forehead was split open. <laughs> yeah, neither of them actually bladed, did they? No. Both of them bled, unfortunately, the, the hard way. Got it the hard way. Um, mm. I think uh, this match probably needed blood, though. Yeah. Yeah, this was a... This is like proper... Uh, yeah, feud... Blood yep. feud match. So, like, uh, I think he could have used a bit more... Um, it it was like it, th this was still like a very WWE style no DQ match, but it was also a good one of those. Yeah, doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be bad. Um, and they did the fire spot, which is yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank thankfully, it didn't go how it was supposed to go, because Nick Wave was wearing normal clothes. Yeah, that's how you knew it was him going in. Yeah, uh, but he... Uh, other two, too much exposed skin, like, it's not happening. That's true, that's true. And Adam Copeland, he's done that spot with McFoley before. And then yeah, swore, swore to never do it again. <laughs> he, was it McGinnis pointed out he was wearing that attire from that match? Oh, uh, I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, he was. He was actually wearing that the attire from that the match he had with Foley. 
It was like a we threw back the lap. Yeah. But um the Obviously McGinnis was fucking amazing on commentary in this match as well. Jesus Christ, he was so good. Oh yeah. I McGinnis when when he's there for certain certain people, um he he, he just adds adds to everything. Um Scalber yep. said the the lighter fluid was a Homan Homer Simpson ask amount. Yes, that was. <laughs> I that was a good line as well. I don't, but, yeah. I don't know. He panic when, when Wayne you know, he goes through the table, the table doesn't break, and then he falls off yeah. backwards and out the table on fire, and it like starts to fall over, and it's like, oh shit, that's heading straight for his head. Yep, yep. Oh, he sort of knew to roll. I'll give the kid his juicy. He was like, shit, and he was just rolling backwards, and I was like, thank fuck. Um, if Mama Wayne didn't like Edge before, she's gonna fucking kill him next time. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to she light her son, her son on fire. Yep, she's a fucking dead man. So the the ending of this match, obviously, there's a wild lot of shenanigans. Uh, it was actually quite a cool finish when the two of them were staggering in the ring. Edge turns around very quickly, does the kill switch, and gets the pin. And I was like, right, okay. He's got his title, and then obviously from behind lurks a fucking very angry dinosaur. Takes his fucking head off. Proceeds to beat the piss out of him. And then starts to hand the ref the contract. But Christian inter... Because I thought this was how I was going to go. Luchasaurus gets the title back and then Christian will still claim it's his. But Christian literally comes into the ring and demands Luchasaurus gives him the contract. And he wasn't going to do it. And then he does this thing again. He keeps whispering in Luchasaurus's ear. And then Luchasaurus does what he's told. Yeah, what's he we saying? Have... Yeah, what's he... What does he have? <laughs> Source has NDAs. And he says he'll tell everybody. Oh Jesus! <laughs> um, uh, sorry, that was a very impertinent. <laughs> I apologize. Um, I don't but, think so. Uh, he, he does the he does the uh, he does he does the whisper in his ear. He takes the title. He fucking empties Edge with the spear. And like I said, that's when he obviously catches himself because he's pissing blood straight after it. But he gets his title back, and Excalibur, <laughs> Excalibur's all and. You know, Adam Copeland will now live with the fact that he is the shortest reigning TNT title holder ever. <laughs> so McKinnis proceeds just to call him an absolute bum. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yep, he got what he deserved. He got a taste of uh, Christian's shadow. Or he got a, he got to step out from the shadow for a second, and then he got it taken right back off him. It was brilliant, though. Mm. So... We don't know what's next for him, but uh, I I still think Luchasaurus is going to be the guy to turn and take that off, Kristen. Yeah, I think so too. Um, next we had the final to the Continental Classic: Eddie Kingston versus John Moxley. Did you have this as the final when this all started off? No, but looking at it, it makes so much fucking it sense. Does. The whole tournament has been so fucking good. It's been yep. proper, like, this is AEW. This sort of yep. shit is AEW. Um, last of that fucking WWE style stuff. Uh, it's like, here, mm. let's have this tournament. Great matches. There's storylines in there. Like, the story of Eddie just going the two matches down, one, one mm. defeat away from... Uh, elimination and somehow gets to the final 
Um, like Swerve just being like having a standout moment. Um, mm. like you know, getting into the the final of the uh gold league. Yep, he was then, gold. Then just being there, like side by side with Moxley till till the end. Um, and did not get pinned. Uh, so he comes nope. out looking great. Um, just pretty much every match was was fantastic. Um, and then we get this as the final. Uh, it was the match of the night. It's just had that that you know month's Aye. worth worth of build towards this moment. Um, Eddie versus John Moxie, the two of history. Um, I love Eddie taking on this moniker as King of the Bums. King of the Bums. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so Eddie. It's fucking perfect. So it is. Yeah. Um, and obviously we had Danielson on commentary as well. It's added a wee bit as well. So it did. Yeah, he'd just be putting both men over. Um, oh, he. I. I loved what he, what he was saying. You know, you, no one. We were talking about this earlier. Don't go strike for strike for Kingston. He's got the best hands in the business. And you're like. Danielson saying that's a big fucking deal. <laughs> yeah, hundred um, <clears throat> percent. So the the match itself was was brilliant as well. Um, just, oh, just a lot of emotion on the on the line between the mm. two guys. Just work so well together. Um, nah, and the, like, like Moxie trying to keep up with the, the chop game in Kingston, but he couldn't. Yep, there was that scary moment though. I thought Kingston had fucking. Wrecked himself when he done the dive to the outside. Oh yeah, he was a bit shot. came up with him. Oh, is that when he hit his head on the thing, or when the knee? Aye. No, it was when he hit the head when he dived head first, but he just overshot a bit, and he basically went head first into the fucking mm. the railing. But it was funny because you could see him sort of shuffling beside Marks, and you can clearly see Marks looking over, going crazy bastard. <laughs> you can literally read Moxley's <laughs> mouth calling him a crazy bastard. <laughs> You're like brilliant. Yeah, that's what I like. Was beating shit at each other and having a good time doing it. I love that. <laughs> yeah, finish that as well. The two just standing toe to toe, exchanging knees and headbutts yep. until Eddie just swings that fucking hurricane uh, breakfast, and uh, that that ends it. Kingston wins the first Continental Classic in the best possible way. Um, he is a triple crown champion. Yeah. Fuck it. One of the best things AEW's done in ages. Hey, it's definitely do it again. Make it bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, That's, that was the last line about it. was the Excalibur's all. You know what the best thing about this is, Taz? We get to do it all again next year. <laughs> mm. Um, Samoa Joe versus MJF for the world title main event mm. uh we got surprise adam cole yep yeah, i wonder why he'd be coming out <laughs> um yeah so this MJF, was kind of a murder yeah mjf um we know has that torn labrum and he's got it yeah, all he legit is injured I. yeah he has a injured shoulder so it was pretty fucking obvious where this one was going but it it was a lot more physical than i expected mm-hmm, 
um, MGF took a lot I, of punishment. It, there was a couple of nice wee modifications to Joe's arsenal. Because um, nobody obviously does the, the big senton, but he laid his arm out and just sentoned the arm, and then he leg drops the arm, and he's just obviously concentrating all this punishment on the arm. But they he kind of he kind of done a wee throwback to like when he was a lot. I'm not trying to say Joe's on. Well, he is a heavy guy, but do you remember when he first started? He was still big, but he wasn't as big as he is now. And he did have a lot more suplexes on him. He he done that sort of. It was almost like a combo of suplexes. Yes, fucking uh, cool looking. I <laughs> got a. Um, this was a really good match. I I thought I this would be one of Joe's best matches in AEW. Mm. Um. I still prefer the second Punk match over this, but that's mostly because it was Joe beating up Punk for ages. <laughs> <laughs> Don't care about the funnies, it was just the fact that Smoke Joe beat the shit out of CM Punk for 15 minutes. <laughs> just wrecked them. Um, and it wouldn't be an MGF match without uh, Bryce Ransberg taking a bump. Oh, I lie. Oh, I lie. Do you even notice when they announced the referee, your referee is Bryce Ramsberg at the crowd? Actually, we're like, ah. Yeah, Long Island, Bryce doesn't take any MJF shit, so uh, Long Island doesn't doesn't like Bryce. While he's down, MJF asks Cole for the, the, the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Um, and mm. Cole does the whole show of, oh, where is it? Going through every fucking pocket. Well, this, this is after he's straight up fucking just low blows fucking uh joe was <laughs> oh yeah 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 but <laughs> just uh up low blows too. very much like cole making the the point of it's taken me forever to find this ring um and he doesn't get to use it because of it um yep and when he's busy searching two big fucking hands just clasp right now <laughs> yep he got in the <laughs> coquina clutch the what those the the three <laughs> The, the fucking arm spot, which I don't, yeah. I don't know when the last time I saw that was. Twice that night. Aye, uh, weird. What was, um, the, what was the other match they did it for? Oh, it was Eddie. Uh, it was the match before they did it uh, for Eddie as well. It's like usually Joe gets a coquina clutch. I mean, if he's winning like that, the, the referee just goes, No, he's out. That's it. He's fucking dead. Aye, aye. <laughs> but Bryce is like, I need to be sure. Hold on. <laughs> it's MJF. I'll make him. I'll make him suffer. All right, maybe that's what it was. It's like he might be unconscious with no oxygen going to his brain. But I'm going to take my time here and see if his arm drops three times. Um, Joe wins. Uh, yep. MJF's out, and that's it. Joe is our new champion. In fucking Long Island. Aye. <laughs> Me, hey? Um, yeah, the crowd starts chatting bullshit. Joe's like, ah, takes a one time. He sort of looks around <laughs> and gives them all like smileys. All See ya. Um, hey, I, say what you want about Joe, whatever. I, I think for the career he's had, yes, to get this recognition now. He deserves it. Yeah. I think he does deserve well, if you it. Think about it. The fucking um, the promo that MJF did with Joe. He basically said Joe is the fucking end boss of professional wrestling. Mm. So 
the, to, to lose to Joe is not a, like, a, oh, Jesus, I can't believe Joe won. It's like, oh, MJF didn't make it this time. <laughs> That's the way you put it. He didn't make it this time. Yeah. <laughs> he, you know, he poked the bear twice and the bear fucking got him the second time. I don't, I don't put Joe in the same camp as, like, so punk either, where it's like old old guy coming and getting title run or getting title right away or ex-WWE for a start. Mm. Joe ain't a WWE guy. He was at WWE. They didn't really use him for much. But no. he's not. He's you a would consider Bo- Joe of- more a Ring of Honor or Impact guy? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, mm. but fucking WWE wouldn't even let him use his full moveset. That was yeah. the big excitement. He was able to muzzle Buster again. <laughs> And Joe came in to AEW, and he's been there a while now. He's done a lot of shit before he got this chance. Mm-hmm. He's put a lot of guys over, and that's what he's been doing. Um, and now he gets a wee title run. I don't think it'll be a yep. long run, but um, it's it's good for a guy like Joe <laughs> at a company of that size just to get the the wee fucking recognition of of being the world champion for a while. Yep, that's. Um, He's fantastic, and I'm I, I, I'm a big fan of Joe, and I'm as you say, he deserves the recognition. But the thing about this, Joe will make whoever beats him, they'll look like a fucking beast as well, because you've took down Joe. You know, mm. it's the, that's, whoever beats Joe is getting made. Is it Swerve? That's what I'm thinking. Could it be Swerve? Mm. Uh, we're not mm. done yet, because... Uh... The henchmen, the devil's henchmen, come out. Uh, we've got right. Cole and MJF in the ring, and they both they're both holding them down. Um, one of them's got a chair. And both are all like M- MJF's like, "No, you hit me with the chair to leave him alone." Um, and then the the guy goes to hit Cole with the chair. Lights go out. Lights come on. Cole's now sitting in the chair with the henchmen surrounding him. Yep. Oh my <laughs> god. And they take take off the masks, and it's Roderick Strong, and it's Matt Taven, and Mike Bennett, and Wardlow. Yeah, that's the one I was a wee bit surprised about. <laughs> Wardlow is a henchman. But I suppose that the role suits him better, because when he's by himself, he's a bit boring. He is. But when he's a, when he's a goon... He's like, ah, oh, there's Wardlow, yay! Someone's Wait, getting no, murdered. Well, Wardlow's a henchman. He's not a he's he's not the guy. He's just not. Oh. He's a henchman. He's, he is a henchman. He's a good henchman, though. He mm. is a good henchman. Um, but they proceed to absolutely murder the fuck yeah. out of him. <laughs> oh, and just and uh, Long Island is going nuts at this stage. In case there's any doubt as well, uh, Cole whips out the the devil's mask. Oh yeah. That's right. Oh, was it Excalibur called him? You low down son of a bitch. <laughs> Excalibur getting to do a wee swear on TV, but you love that. <laughs> um, yeah, so that uh, that wraps up World's End. Uh, it ended the, good and strong. Not the best, but it had a strong finish to it. Um mm. Yeah. We got that Wrestle Kingdom this week as well. Wrestle Kingdom 18. Mm. So, Wrestle Kingdom, is that where the G1 finishes? No, no. Uh, G1 is its own event. Uh, The winner of the G1 gets a shot at the 
uh, the title. Right. Unless, at unless, uh, at Wrestling Dubai, unless the, uh, if the champion wins the G1, yes, you can have the champion can win the G1. Um, okay. they're, they're, they get to pick their opponent. Oh, cool. Um, when does the G1 happen then? Because was it happening around the same time as the Continental Classic? Oh, no, no, no. It's like June. Oh, no, okay, that's okay. Because I was just thinking, I was all, I'd hate for them two tournaments to, you know, clash into each oh, other. Oh, no, obviously, no. Aye. They wouldn't, they wouldn't, uh, oh, it's April, April it was. Um, all right, so, so the G1 happens in April and you don't get your shot until... Oh, sorry, no, July, <laughs> July and August. It was announced, the, the, the brackets were announced in April and it took place in right. July, August this year. So it is almost like Actually. a big year-long thing. The brackets are announced in April. The thing happens July, August, and then your title match happens in January. That's yep. that's actually really cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is the probably the biggest tournament in wrestling. Like it's thirty-two participants. Thirty-two. Nice. Uh-huh. Um. So like, it, it's a. Uh, it's a big deal. It takes like two months mm. to get through. I like the the Continental Classic. Like it took a a full month. Um, to, I don't know. Mm. Would they be willing to go bigger than that? Uh, no, I think that. I suppose the only reason some people were like, "Oh, but you're seeing the same six people on the TV for a month and a bit," and you're like, "Yeah, but they're all wrestling a different. They're wrestling a different person every week." Hi, yeah. a tournament. How else would you do it? I know. That's like saying, I don't want to watch the Champions League and see fucking teams. Aye. 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 <laughs> it's like, you ought to wait. In hell, eh? I do think it, it could, they could go bigger with it, though. Um, mm. And bring in, I think that to make it feel like a bigger team, you should bring in people from other promotions. That would be a cool idea. And, you know, have them representing TNA. Hmm. whoever the fuck um, you know um, I think that, that would uh, just add a wee bit to it yeah, it would be fun uh, you get some cool matches imagine getting the likes of fucking I don't know Mox and John Al- Josh Alexander and shit like that that'd be really cool yeah uh, so quickly before we finish um, what was your favourite match of 2023 It has to be fucking Kenny and Osprey, uh, Wrestle Kingdom, back in January. Yep, it was just an amazing match. Start, started the year with a bang. They beat the piss out of each other. You know the whole thing. You know was, you know Kenny was comfortable. Kenny was like the, like the invader almost because like it's like i haven't been here for years but i'm gonna come back and show i'm the fucking man he well, comes back full sephiroth entrance and everything like the the whole thing is uh you know will osprey is like oh, i'm i want that fucking i'm i'm the best and uh, the best in new japan and, and kenny omega comes back it's like i you only think you're the best i'm the best right. so will osprey has something to prove he needs to beat kenny omega um and kenny omega's there to Sort of, even though he's not at New Japan anymore, he's basically defending his spot. Um, yeah, you know the, <laughs> the the fucking the what he left behind. Um, yep. And uh, I, it's a fucking 
Such a good match, eh? Incredible match. I've watched it like three times now. Um, no. Uh, and it's yeah. it's a very different Kenny Omega. You get the Nishi and AEW. But this is mm. the cleaner. This is the fucking ruthless. Yeah. Um, I understand why he doesn't do that because the man is near 40 and wrestling in that style is the reason mm. why he has so many health issues in the first place. So yeah. him just keeping it to, I'll do a match in New Japan maybe once a year where I'll break this out. But uh, yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting with uh, when Osprey starts in AEW full time. Yeah. Remember that has to happen this year. Yep. A close second for me would be the Bucks and FTR at all in. That that was just. I remember the two of us sitting there, and we were like, we really weren't sure how. I think it was probably because we were there as well, but it was the the amount of sort of <laughs> like we didn't know when the finish was coming, mm-hmm. and it was like it was really well done, and it just started you know hundred mile an hour at the start. Like these are two teams that you know they're the best at what they do. They know each other very well, and yeah, it was it was really damn good. We need the box back. Yeah, I was thinking about this taxi while we were recording here. This is the first AEW pay-per-view with not a single no, member of the Elite on No it. Elite, and I think it was very noticeable. Mm. Uh, there's always a hole when, when those guys aren't there. Uh, they're core to this entire promotion. Um, yep. And there's something missing when they're not there. But that, that's yeah. just what I think. Oh, I forgot to cue up the fucking music. Because <laughs> we're done. Yep. There it is. There we go. First podcast of the year, done. Yep. Um, maybe we'll have more news next week, but uh, don't hold your breath. It's the quiet time of year. Yeah. Something might happen. Probably nothing good, because that's the way it usually goes. I was about to say, Embracer will do something stupid, or Square Enix will start, you know, talking about um, selling you magic beans or something. Or Sasha Banks slash Mercedes Monet will have debuted at AEW since her um, talks fell through with WWE. Oh, okay. But there you go. And Jericho will be banished. Yep. Find out next week! (laughs) (laughs) Bye! Bye. <laughs>